1: Welcome to the Commonwealth Bank's Global Economics and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Joseph Caperso and I'm head of the International and Sustainable Economics Research Team. Today I have with me John O oh, uh, with and uh, John is a uh, sustainable economist as part of our team. In fact John is the uh, bank's first ever sustainable economist. Welcome, John.
0: Hey, Jared, thanks for having me. It's good to be on again.
1: Excellent. Uh, John, um, we put out a note uh, recently, government strategies to help grow the passenger electric vehicle markets. So in this note, which I have to say was uh, very thorough, uh, we analysed a number of trade-offs that people who were thinking about buying electric cars need to think about. So let's go through these these trade-offs. Let's start with the first one. The trade-off between... um, buying an electric vehicle versus the driving distance of an electric vehicle.
0: Yes, that's right, Joe. So when, you, when it comes to purchasing an electric vehicle, there's different models and different price ranges. And there's a lot of ways to look at the differences within the vehicles. But one way is to do with the distances. And so by distance, I mean, how long can an electric vehicle drive Um, on a battery before it needs to be recharged. And so when you look at the price and the distance, there is a trade-off. So when you look at the price alone, um, EV models that were out in 2022 range from 45,000 to to 97,000.
1: That's dollars. In in
0: Australian dollars. And we, we saw that if the more expensive an EV was, the more driving range it had. And on the other hand, the cheaper the EV was, the lower the driving range.
1: So in other words, yeah, to, to quote the old Australian saying, you get what you pay for.
0: Yeah, that's right, exactly. So just to give some numbers here, so the Tesla Model Y, which was one of the most popular EV cars out last year, it the purchase price is around $69,300, and that the driving range is over 400 kilometers. Now compare that to, say, the BYD803, which, comes a little under fifty thousand dollars and the driving range was less than 350 kilometers so as a consumer when you think about things like affordability uh, and how how expensive EVs are it's good to look at it through this lens as well yeah that's
1: certainly a good idea and I guess uh, the answer will be different for different people so if you're if you're you're only driving uh, in the city then uh, a, an option to buy a, a cheaper car with a uh, shorter drive distance is is probably more favourable than if you're in a regional area with, with longer distances to, to to cover. Okay, John, uh, let's talk about the, the second trade-off in your notes, and that is the trade-off uh, between the purchase price of an EV and the running or the operation cost of an EV. Yes,
0: so the trade-off here is that EVs in general, when you compare it to similar internal combustion engine vehicles, have a higher purchase price. However, that high, although there's a higher purchase price, there's lower operational costs. And that is because generally electricity is cheaper to run than petrol. And so that's where the saving comes from. So I can sort of show an example. Um, so in the sedan market, the Tesla Model 3 was the most popular electric vehicle last year, and it costs around $64,000. Um, compare that to the most popular uh, internal combustion engine petrol car, which was a Toyota Camry, it was around $36,000. So the, the EV premium, by which we mean the difference between those two models, were around $27,900. Okay,
1: so that's, that's quite a bit of money then.
0: That is quite a bit of money. However, when we look at the operational cost savings from driving, say, the Tesla Model 3 <laughs> instead of a Camry, uh, we see that it can result in savings from around $1,000 and $300 to a thousand dollars and six hundred dollars, so that's quite a substantial save.
1: So that that's quite a large uh, premium in in price between the EV and the, and the petrol car. Um, governments, of course, aren't sitting on their hands. They're they're uh, involved in um, stimulating demand for electric vehicles in Australia. Can you go through some of um, the government policies in Australia to tilt? Uh, demand in favour of EVs?
0: Yeah, on the demand side, there are a range of incentives that governments have made available, ranging from rebates to registration discounts to stamp duty exemption savings. and um, But the biggest out of them all is the rebates. So, uh, depend- so, so a
1: rebate being that the government will give you like a cash back?
0: Yeah, yes. pretty much. A cash back after you have purchased a vehicle. So the, the, the amount of EV rebate uh, ranges different, uh states and territories, so it can range from three thousand um, dollars to in places like New South Wales and South Australia, uh, and then the most ambitious being in Queensland with EV reba- rebate of six thousand dollars.
1: Okay, so six thousand dollars. In fact, even three thousand dollars. That's that's quite a bit of, of money uh, to to offset some some of that uh, premium. Yes, and and um, I guess it. it In addition to that, you've also got the the, the running cost savings that you mentioned earlier as well.
0: That's right. Yeah, so it really depends on the pairing of the electric vehicle and the internal combustion engine vehicle. So the example we gave before was a mid-tier petrol car compared to really a high-tier premium electric vehicle. But when we do another comparison, for example, a mid-tier internal combustion engine vehicle with more of a low-tier electric vehicle... Those incentives are when it can really make it attractive to purchase an electric vehicle over an internal combustion engine vehicle.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So th- the government incentives really do make a difference then. Yeah. Depending th- on the on the pairing between the, p- the petrol and the electric. Yeah.
0: Okay. So that's right. So in Queensland, the BYD Atto Three, which is an electric vehicle, um, with the six thousand dollar government rebate, it is now price competitive with the Toyota RAV4, which is a very popular SUV, as you know. Okay, there you go.
1: So more or less uh, equalising the the upfront costs then. Okay, John, so you've just talked about the uh, government policies to stimulate demand for electric vehicles. Uh, Governments are also getting involved in the supply of electric vehicles. Uh, What is the national government uh, in Australia proposing to do?
0: Yeah, so the... Federal government's proposing to release a fuel efficiency standard, and so what this standard would do, it was, uh, it would apply uh, emissions intensity average to a supply of a car of cars across uh, their fleet as an average. Okay. So it doesn't apply to uh, model sp- model specifically. Okay. But to the average of the fleet. Okay. So it'd be
1: the average of the Ford cars or the the. Um Renault cars.
0: Yes, that's right. And so, what as a as a supplier of vehicles, they have the option, a few options to meet these standards. They may shift the composition of the vehicles that they provide by um, selling more uh, fuel efficient cars or more zero emission cars, such as uh, battery electric vehicles.
1: Okay, and I I take it that the um, these emission standards are are uh, going to decline over time. In other words. uh, car manufacturers and importers are going to have to reduce the uh, average emissions intensities of their of their cars over time
0: yeah that's right over time the standards are going to be become more aggressive which would encourage uh, fleet owners and suppliers to um, yeah have more uh, low emission or zero emission vehicles within their fleet
1: And what happens if a car supplier uh, cannot, uh, meet these standards?
0: Yeah, so the the details are, will be worked out over time, but in places like the Euro- European Union, there are penalties for every gram of CO2 per kilometre that you get over the standard.
1: Okay, thank you, John. Um, let's get on to the third and final trade-off, and that is the trade-off between higher production emissions and lower driving emissions.
0: Yeah, that's right. So what our note did was we estimated the emissions associated with uh, both the production and the use of vehicles. So when we think of electric vehicles, we typically tend to think that there are zero, emis- zero emissions associated with them. However, that's not the case because there are emissions associated with um, all the all the processes that go into producing the vehicle. So we're talking upstream factors as in the raw material extraction, the processing, and then to midstream processes where the vehicles are produced. Um, so in terms of the trade-off, we, we see that the electric vehicle when it comes to the production processes actually have higher emissions. And the reason for that is that the batteries that go into electric vehicles are quite energy intensive. And so in the production side of things, compare, comparing an EV to an internal combustion engine vehicle, the electric vehicle has higher production emissions.
1: Okay, that's probably not well known.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but really, the uh, the low emission um, aspect of an driving an electric vehicle um, comes when yeah when the electric vehicle is being driven.
1: So what about, in, in that case, the lifetime emissions between an electric vehicle and a petrol car?
0: Yes, so adding up the higher production emissions with the lower operation driving emissions that come from driving an EV, we <laughs> estimate, comparing a Tesla Model Y to a Toyota RAV4, that the Tesla, uh, Tesla Model Y emits around 40% lower in emissions over the total lifetime compared to compared to a Toyota RAV4. Okay,
1: so electric uh, vehicles will make a, a material difference to uh, Australia's uh, road transport emissions, but it's it's not um, as simple as just uh, l- looking at the tailpipe emissions. You need to look at the full supply chain of, of emissions.
0: Yeah, that's right. And really how green an electric vehicle is depends on the rate of renewable energy within an electricity grid. And as we see, uh, we see projections from groups such as Australian Energy Market Operator, projecting renewable energy to increase over the next decade. We see that driving an electric vehicle will result in lower emissions over time as well.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you very much, John, uh, for joining me today. And thank you to our listeners. You can read the full report titled Government Strategies to Help Grow the Passenger Electric Vehicle Markets, published on the 3rd of July. 2023 on combankresearch.com.au website.